Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Of another Woodshop podcast. What is, what is going on, boys? Hello. Hey. Oh, oh. Hey, Dan. Dan. Hey, Dan. Thanks for hey. joining us. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, I guess I should take the mic and drop yes, the please. mic. Oh, please don't. Dan, Dan's Dan's running a whole level, uh, you know, level one right now of energy. <laughs> Oh, he's hey. a level one rogue. Yeah, Dan, Dan, I'm a level one energy. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Total Boat. When you need epoxy, you need Total Boat. That's my nice. whole read. Anyway, nice. uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Dan's all annoyed now. No, big thank you to uh, to Total Boat for sponsoring the show. We really do appreciate them, and we just appreciate them being such a big supporter of the whole community. So uh, we're really glad to be working with them, especially on this show that we love. And, you know, they like enough to sponsor us. So thank you to them. We really appreciate that. They offer a lot of great products and they, you know, they've got, they got not just the epoxy, but the finishes that they have. And they're just all really high quality stuff and they work really great. So if you wanted to support us, you could support our sponsors. And that's one of the best ways to support us is to show our sponsors that you'll support them. So, um, we just really appreciate it if you gave them some love. And again, big thank you to Total Boat. Pete, you got some other people we want to thank? Yeah, I actually want to uh, piggyback on the Total Boat thing. Perfect. I just want to shout them out because they're one of the few brands that not only are they offering the products, but they have a lot of really good videos out there and a lot of good knowledgeable people answering questions via email and Instagram. So if you ever have epoxy-related questions, they are always there to help out. And there's a lot of really good videos that they provide themselves uh, for how to use our products right. So big shout out for that. For and sure. I want to give a big shout out to our other sponsors. You, you guys, you guys are great. We oh, love you. So a nice. lot of you are helping us out on Patreon. And if you want to support the show yourself, if you want to see this, uh, I'll use it. I'll say, you know what? Wonderful podcast. I'll say it. I think <laughs> this is a wonderful podcast. This wonderful podcast, if you want to solid see it, keep man. going and keep putting out <laughs> solid content. Uh, I'm really mm. overselling it. Yeah, We're don't oversell it. Undersell, yeah. over deliver. It's <laughs> solid seven and a half. <laughs> so if you want to see more content and... Oh, that is my ringtone going off. <laughs> I was playing TikTok now, he idiot. He interrupted himself oh, this week. I have to, I have to take my, uh, my pills. <laughs> my pills. <laughs> if you want to support the show and get more riveting content... Why does this every, every time it happens during this Patreon read... <laughs> Make sure to check us out on patreon.com slash under the woodshop podcast for awesome pre-shows, uh, behind the scenes content, uh, uh, pre-show questions and polls and dance stickers, all that fun stuff. Ooh. And now Mike, I believe we have some new patrons once again this week. We do. Uh, we have Adam Barnett. We have Chris Powell. We have Frank Steinman. We have Nick Potter and we have Justin. I don't know anything else just, about Justin. Just Justin. It's just Justin. So Thanks, Justin. Very famous artist. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for reals. No. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it every week, but really, thank you to everyone you who supports us. Uh, it, you know, it really helps us keep going on this show. I mean, it gives us motivation to keep going, keeping out, putting out all this extra content. We do love doing this, 
but it does take a lot of time. I mean, we put a lot of time and effort into this thing, so we really appreciate you guys showing us some love. So with that being said, I mean, should we get into a little segment we called What's on My Bench? What's on my bench? No. Dan didn't do it. Oh my Dan god. Dan didn't do it. What? Oh my god, Dan. We're so proud of you. <laughs> Dan didn't sing it. Oh my god. I can put it in there twice. I'll pretend one of them's Dan and then we'll I'll edit us in yelling at Come on, Dan. <laughs> What's up, my bitch? Uh, hey, you know, since oh. there it is. Now I have to edit it out, you oh. idiot. No. Uh Dan, I would love to know. <laughs> I actually haven't really talked to you guys much this week, so I'm actually really yeah. interested in what's on your benches. I haven't talked to you guys either, and it's been wonderful. And so Uh, help me God, if you say Walnut (laughs) Desk, I'm going to just strangle you through this screen. (laughs) Come at me, bro. what's on your bench? (laughs) Come at me. (laughs) Say drawers. Say cabinet. Say something else. I'm working on a walnut-type desk thing. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) How's it going? It's going going well, actually. Uh, I'm starting the finishing process. Um, I know it seems like I talk about this every week, but you have to understand. Well, it's a big project. It's a this big is a project. Massive, massive project. And I'm just starting the finishing process. So the the middle desk, the 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 main piece of <laughs> the main piece Dan, of the desk. Dan, I'm sorry, Dan. Can I pause you for a second? Yeah, go for it, Mike. What are you doing? <laughs> Distracting you and trying to make you laugh. I- I thought you were combing your mustache, and I'm like, wait, no. that's not a comb. It's an iPhone it's like dongle. Adopt- I'm just going it's like, like this. Dongle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dongle. I don't know if you noticed, but I was looking at my keyboard because I knew if I looked at Mike, I wouldn't be able to talk. <laughs> uh, like, I just, All right, oh continue. I'm just going to brush my I'm mustache. I'm sorry. Dan, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so the centerpiece, the big desk, is actually done. It's complete. So now I'm working on the two side pieces. So I'm starting the finishing process. I'm doing wipe on poly on the on the tops of them. And after thinking about it, I think I'm going to do uh, spray on lacquer on all the other pieces that are, are more intricate. Just just for the quickness, it'll it'll provide the same uh, look. So everything will still match, but it'll dry a lot faster and I'll be able to keep moving <coughs> faster. So I went ahead and dropped the money on a Fuji sprayer. Good, I'm glad like you brought it up. Two nights ago. So I'm pretty excited about that. I've been needing to level up my spray game anyway, so I'm what excited to get that in the shop tomorrow. There's a joke in there. What <laughs> did you spend on that, Dan? Uh, I think it was like four forty. Four. And have you used it yet? Oh yeah, you did send the picture of that. Yeah, I've I've used I've used one before. Have you used that one? Yeah, I've <clears> used <throat> that one. You use yours? Sorry, I'm yeah. asking if you've used sprayed material through yours yet. No, I haven't. I'm got just it curious. Yet. I want to hear your experience on it. I'm I really can't wait to hear it. It should arrive tomorrow. Oh, you haven't gotten Saturday. it yet. I thought you had it. I'm sorry, my bad. No, I've used it in another place. Right. I haven't. I haven't used the one that I bought yet. Right. Understood. Understood. So I'm. Familiar. What's um? What sort of features does that one have? I know that's uh. Was that like one of their more entry level ones? Well, it's With called the a semi semi pro two. So I want to say it's professional. That was a, great movie that never got made semi-pro was great <laughs> semi-pro 2 should have happened in my opinion i need to rewatch that movie apparently i uh um i really can't justify us like a nice sprayer yet but i feel like in the coming months with the cnc machine up and running i feel like i'm going to be needing something like that so 
I'm really curious to hear your experience. I've only ever heard I've never heard a single bad thing about a Fuji sprayer, so I'm kind of No, it's great. Yep. I use it definitely we, on the We old used radar. it uh, in the other shop I worked in, we worked on a lot of big projects and yeah. it was great to have. It, it lays down a really nice finish. Uh, very little overspray. Nice and, and clean, nice and smooth. Super easy to use. Nice. Easy to clean up. I'm looking forward to using it. Is there anything <laughs> else on your bench? Well, yeah, I have other projects lined up, but nothing. I'm not accusing on my you of bench. anything. <laughs> I'm asking you about your week. You sounded just... like you were accusing him. Yeah. It did, it anything else? Felt like an attack, didn't it? <laughs> what? It, a little bit. Total Great. Attack. I'm going in Dan's book. I have a um, I have a lot of other things that I have coming up, but I need to get this desk done. Yeah. yeah oh, you do. oh, I think I know what you're alluding to. Yeah. I bought a plane ticket. Yes. I'm going to Mike's shop on <laughs> October eighth. Yes. <laughs> it was not an attack. It was trying to <laughs> open up the conversation about you guys coming out here. But way to take it that way, gents. Um, <laughs> You're just attacking me and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, Dan's Dan's coming out here and there's even more great news. There's more well, great Dan, news. Let Dan finish with all this stuff then. And then I'll get into great news. I think I'm okay. done. Yeah, That's all I got. Are you done? I'm going to Mike's. Yeah. Pete, what's up with you? Well... I guess I'll start with this. I'm also going to Mike's. Or Rusty's, whichever one will take me. We're having a COVID uh, party. Hey. Yeah. COVID party. So, yeah, Dan and I are both flying out to meet up with Mike and uh, and Rusty. And uh, the best part is, not only do we get to help Mike clean up a shop and get it to working condition, free labor, great. Uh, but we also get to do a meetup, which I'm really stoked for, at Macbeth. And Mike's going to oh, talk right. more about yeah, that because there's that. a lot, there's a lot there, and I'm pretty stoked for that because uh, R- Rusty went all out. But as far as what's on my bench this week, well, uh, I made the mistake of going into work twice this week, uh, and actually, I've had a lot of excitement happen since last week. Let me go through the full thing while Mike plays with his dongle in your space. <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave that in for interpretation. So we recorded the podcast last Thursday, and it was the day I had dental work done. The next morning, I wake up feeling like crap. My whole body aches. I, at some point, took a nap after work. I woke up with a 100.3 fever. And then the following day, I had a 101 fever. Um, went to get a COVID test. Uh, I actually had two tests done because I, I had one scheduled. and then, uh, The, the doctor mouth one and the butt one. one. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Just a standard test, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> Um, Ladies and, and gentlemen, Porter Mike. <laughs> Porter Which Mike. Also, it, what was great is I got my results the next day at 6 p.m. And my, my appointment was at like noon the day before. So it was like... Wow, that's a, impressive. A little over 24 hours. Yeah, it was really nice. On a Sunday, on a holiday weekend. So I am... Uh, it's negative. It wasn't COVID. It turns out that because I had uh, like more invasive dental work done, you can get a blood infection from that. And mm. that's what I got. So I've been on penicillin for... Uh, you know, like six days now, which is, I probably should not be drinking, but that's fine. They just, they don't want you to have fun. That's why they say that. Um, so yeah, I was very sick. I had a little health scare, uh, and COVID scare, but luckily that's not that. And then it's just been just nonstop wedding stuff. We've been going nuts on wedding favors, some other signs and a buddy of mine while I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. What? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Same girl too. Same girl as last time. So, um, (laughs) 
Oh, we did. So a buddy of mine kept saying like, "Hey, I have this. I have some wood at my house. Do you want me to drop it off?" Like that's a trick. I don't I've have fallen for that for a few times. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten like <laughs> pine with nails in it from an old like deconstruction. No, you're gonna be but at the bottom like, no, of a like, well, really, and he's gonna be hitting really you with nice a hose. Stuff. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion so in the basket. <laughs> he drops it off while I was like dead to the world for 36 hours sleeping. Uh, when I was sick, he drops it off in front of my house. Uh, I guess my dad or Emma, somebody brought it in, and it was it was large boxes of Bolivian rosewood flooring, like really nice. Like I I don't really usually work with like flooring or floor, flooring products because sometimes they're just they they crap in them or some kind of uh treatment or whatever so they they last longer this stuff is just pure wood it's super dense super heavy r- tools really nicely and i started using it we're, we're using it for wedding favors and a couple other things for a wedding this stuff is really nice i kind of want to pick it up but i checked my local yard doesn't have it so i'm going to treasure whatever else i have left here because uh, it's really freaking nice but uh i did uh, this really annoyed me my planner uh, my banshee, you know, the seven thirty-five. Oh, yes. I saw your yeah. stories. Yeah, so uh, the teeth were. I basically been running those uh, those blades in there for like a year and a half, if not two years. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is very hard wood, very dense stuff, probably harder than maple. So I ran it through there. It was just choking up. A lot of people hit me up and they were like, "Hey, Lowe's sells blades because I ordered them online uh, from Amazon. Cancel that." Went to Lowe's to pick them up today. I get home and some. Jerkwad, it's the nicest way I can put it. Language, out Pete. The bl- yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Swapped out the damn blades. What? And I, I look inside the box, and they're dirty, and the teeth are chipped as if he ran, like, nails through it. <laughs> so I, I was so I was so upset. You, you can tell how upset I was by how calm I was in a story, because I was livid. Because I had to go back to Home Depot and be like, hey, I just bought these. I thought they were brand new. There was like a piece of tape on there. I thought like the store like retaped it because somebody ripped it. No, like someone, some jerkwad swapped out the blades. So I went out, got new blades, popped them in there. I'm good now. Um, and then also I went through this weird thing where like I forgot I have a very nice joiner where I could have run this wood through. So today I was doing that and it melts it compared to my planer. Oh, yeah. Which that. makes me really hate my planer. Uh, and I need to get a helical head planer because I am, I'm officially done with this thing. It's so loud. Uh, um, not so that's to, I mean, I'm interrupting real quick, but Indian rosewoods almost double, just under twice as hard as hard maple. Damn, well, it's twenty four forty on the Janka, and hard maple I believe uh, is thirteen hundred or fourteen hundred. Yeah, this stuff, and I picked it up. It feels really freaking dead. So, um, I I made a bunch of what started out as like little trays, or basically these really nice coasters. Hey, for those of you on video. <laughs> Yeah, let me do that. Show and tell. So I made these little coasters for the wedding. Out of Those the are stuff. super nice, Pete. They're actually really, like- really nice. We're going to keep a couple of them for just around the house. And they're Pete, they are nice, legitimately. So, they're very nice. So, so Pete has Dan this really it. amazing wood, and he's making coasters out of it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, And he's doing it on a CNC, so like 40% of it is sawdust now. <laughs> yep. Next week, I'm making a desk out of pine. Kidding. <laughs> 14-foot desk? Um, <laughs> but these actually, these feel really, really nice, and they look they're really nice. slightly oversized, so you can fit like a big mug or like a, a hydro a, flask. Dan, what do you drink? What do you drink? Uh, a big gulp, full of chilada. <laughs> yeah, so chiladas will fit regulation chilada size will fit on here. Regulation chiladas. <laughs> <laughs> 
always oh, nice medium. Foil. It would, here's the thing. It's it's a nice, really rich Bolivian uh, rosewood. It will fit a 40. Is it you Bolivian or Indian rosewood? Bolivian. Oh. Yeah. I looked yeah. up the wrong thing. Yeah. I never heard. Bang, of please bang version. it. Please bang it. Yep. Ask Jeeves that real quick. Uh, but yeah, it fits a forty. It would actually fit a forty. Um, for those of you that don't know what a forty is, you're younger than I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll bring you guys one each for the when we do the meetup. Sweet. Or yep. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got. I've just been for the so I'm actually I'm uh, another thing I'm off starting today until the wedding and it is just nonstop shop time. How much time did you uh, take off after the wedding? Uh. Only like a couple of days because I actually oh. I work like the afternoon shift, which is usually super mellow for that week anyway. Mm-hmm. So like I'm going to get paid and just hang. Cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then we're well, our honeymoon, mine and Emma's honeymoon is me going to California. Uh, to no, it's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh <laughs> man, I was going to say what? No, no, no. Our honeymoon's getting pushed back to basically next year. We're going to do some trips and stuff. We're That's good. Basically like let's just, you know what? I'm going to put some money towards your honeymoon. I decided today. Appreciate it? I don't know if that's a trap. I feel like it's a trap. No, I'm just going to send you guys some money. Um, Is that your thing? Uh, Yeah, that's it. Mike, what about what's on your bench, buddy? Uh, Aside from everything out of your auxiliary shop. Um, Yeah, finish the shed. Oh, yeah, we we recorded on Thursday last week. So, last week. Built a shed since. Yeah, we built a shed. Uh, Friday, Rusty came over with Macbeth. We knocked out the walls, and then Saturday my cousin came over, and Leland with Stockbilt came over, and we knocked out the rough of the joist for the roof, and then Sunday uh, Rusty came back, my cousin came back, and Christian Sapp came down, and we we knocked out the whole rest of the shed. And then, um, well, we knocked out the rough frame of the shed. I still have to... Um, get the felt paper on for the roof, get the flashing on, get the roof shingles on, get the Z furring in between the joints of the T111, prime it, paint it, and I'm going to build a door. Uh, the door I've got a cool design on is going to look really cool. I'm actually going to use that. Remember that thermally treated red oak I used a few yes. months back on that? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use the, I use the dark bake for that. I'm going to use the light bake for the door. And, um, I didn't know that's right. Cause it's baked. So you can use it outside. Yeah. It's yeah. fully, it's UV Damn. and, weatherproof so i'm gonna spray it with uh probably not water poly this time i'll probably go with some sort of uh penetrating um oh, i guess i don't really have any options i kind of have to go with spar or yeah, or halcyon water based spar i think i'll go with halcyon i've used yeah. halcyon but i think i want to use that gleam satin actually anyway yeah um, i'm gonna get that'd be a good little project i think the door project would be a good one for um for YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. So I want to get that done, make that look nice, but got the shed done. Uh, and I started demoing. If you've been following me for a long time, I used to be, I have two, two car garages. I'm very lucky to have a side by side, two car garage and a tandem two car garage, which is one in front of the other. I used to be in my tandem garage when I first started woodworking. I was in there for about a year and a half, two years. And then at the beginning of this year, I moved into my side by side. Well, I've, talked about it already but i'm in this really good situation where i'm going to have a cnc showing up here in a couple weeks and i'm going to be putting the cnc in my what is i keep calling it my old shop but now it's called i'm calling it the cnc shop so the cnc is going to live in there the my dust collector and some other things so i've been gutting that um i ordered up all the plywood from Macbeth. i got the insulation i'm going to pick up on monday i got that all figured out 
So insulation is coming Monday, and I'm just pulling all the crap off the walls. There's some old wiring in there that was, before we bought the house, was never connected to anything. Uh, it used to be connected to something, obviously. They wouldn't have put any put the wiring in there to connect it to nothing. But it's a nice decoration. Ripping, right. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's show wires. Um, so they, <laughs> they uh, I'm ripping out all the old plywood that I put in there. It was all construction grade, like CDX, treated wood. So I ripped off all that. Ripped out all the old wiring, ripped out all the electrical that I had done before. So I'm going to put up the insulation on uh, during the week. And then I think Thursday or Wednesday or Friday, sometime towards the middle or end of the week, I've got my truckload of stuff coming from Macbeth. I got a bunch of plywood. I got my new dust collector. My new bandsaw is coming Thursday or coming on that delivery. There's a couple of local guys around me who are woodworkers as well. They're going to get some other stuff. Everything is going to come to my house so everyone can just come grab all their stuff, take advantage of the delivery. Um, so by hopefully, I mean, next weekend, I'm going to be doing the plywood in there. Uh, I went with white birch, three quarter inch white birch all the way around. So I can hang stuff anywhere without having to hit a stud, which is going to be really nice. Um, and then, yeah, all the lighting is coming. It's all pre-finished too. It's the pre-finished plywood. It's got the, it's got the, it's got the nice finish over it. So it's going to look really nice. (laughs) So the lighting comes next week as well. So next weekend I'll hang all the lighting and, uh, all the ply and that'll all be done. And this weekend, well, tomorrow specifically, my uncle's coming over. He's an electrician. We're going to wrap up. We're swapping out my current sub panel for a bigger sub panel with more amperage. We're running another sub panel off that sub panel to the CNC shop. So I'll have two sub panels because I need to get 60 amps in there for 30 for the CNC, 30 for the dust collector. And I'm going to have 20 more on a line for a 220 just in case. And then the other shop, the my, my, my wood shop will have it's amperage in there. It'll be all ready to go in there. So it's going to be all set up in there. Um, so once we, once I get the plywood up, my uncle's going to come over the next weekend. We're going to run the wiring for the CNC machine. Cause during the week, not this coming week, but the week after that, the CNC is landing, uh, which is going to be awesome. So I got to, I'm renting a forklift for that day. Cause I got to get it off the truck. I got to get it out of the crate and I got to get it into the shop. Um, and then I'm gonna have some pallet jacks there. We'll get it into its spot, which I think I finally decided where I'm going to put that. So, um, and it's not a tiny CNC. The footprint no, it's, on that is no. huge. It, yeah, it's the it's footprint like is ten by six feet, right? Yeah, it's ten it's foot. Footprint. It's seventy eight inches wide and one hundred and twenty inches long. So it's ten foot long by six and a half feet. Plus and the it's controller. Uh, and the controller the system system is like twenty by twenty four. That'll set set by itself, and then it's sixty inches tall. So, um, what's that? Five feet. Yeah. Just under five feet tall. So, um, it's going to be pretty cool. My plan. Well, I'll get into that stuff later, but yeah, so that's, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm kind of under the gun. I feel like I've been moving pretty quick, but I haven't done anything in my wood shop. shop Basically done. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I haven't been in my shop in a week and it's because I haven't been in my shop in a week and it really, really sucks. I really, I really want to get in my shop really bad, but I can't really do anything until this is all done. So it is what it is. I really do miss cutting up some wood, um, but that is what it is. It's all for the best. It's a, it's a long play. So um, maybe this weekend I can get some stuff done, but I'm just getting this remodel done more than anything is like my top priority right now is getting that done. So that's been kind of my week. Um, not much else going on. Work's been like my job job has been just insane. Anytime we have a four day week, and we take a long weekend in my in my job. It's always just a horrible week. So this week was pretty bad. Uh, today was not too bad, so no complaints there. Um, but like Pete alluded to, uh, Dan and Peter coming into town, which is going to be so awesome. I don't think the original plan was they were going to help me with setting up some stuff in the shop. 
realistically, the timeline that they're coming, the CNC is coming earlier than planned. I won't be able to wait for them <laughs> to get here to set up my stuff. I just gotta, I gotta get it running. I can't wait that long. Um, mm-hmm. And the timing works out great for them to come out. Everything like Pete's wedding is going to be kind of cooled off by that point. And Dan has a wedding the weekend before. So the 10th really works out the best. So um, we're going to be able to more like hang out and probably like just do some content in the shop. And, but the real cool, one of the real cool things is on Saturday, the 10th, and the time is from 11 to three, we're doing a maker meetup on Saturday. What's that? Pacific, obviously. Yeah. Pacific time. Yep. 11, 11 to three Pacific standard time. Uh, Macbeth's providing a catered food. There's going to be sandwiches there. Um, we're doing a big maker meetup, just a bunch of people hanging out, local woodworkers. There is a lot of local woodworkers. Uh, I'm going to try to get them down there. And we're going to, uh, Macbeth's going to offer sales. They're going to have sales on wood and sheet goods. They're going to have sales on consumables and sales on tools, everything that's in shop. So, you know, it's low. You have to be in person to get the deal. Uh, we're kind of working out the final details of that. We're kind of talking about everyone has to follow, you know, Macbeth and, and me, Dan and Pete, uh, to get the deal. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a growth thing for us, but we're also wanting to just really, the big thing is we just want to meet everyone and say, Hey, and say, what's up. We're hoping that we can get enough people down there and, have a nice time and just hang out. Really, I mean, that'd be really the best part of it. It's uh, the social network a- aspect of it will be the cool, coolest part. So uh, that's really exciting, and um, I think I've kind of gone long winded on that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of kill it. Um, you guys got anything else to add? No, you you no. covered everything. I'm stoked. Yeah, I am too. It's going to be really fun hanging out with you guys. I'm really looking forward to that a lot. So we haven't, I mean, me and Dan have hung out a couple times. We were at WorkbenchCon and then at Dan's house, but we've never seen Pete. I mean, he could be three foot tall. We don't know. So um, (laughs) just a heads up. I'm very bottom heavy. (laughs) You're the opposite of Dolly Parton. Actually, I've never seen Pete (laughs) from below the chest down. Like (laughs) He could be like a pear. I don't know. Right. I have a a pear, but I I believe the term is Pete. And onion butt. <laughs> onion butt. <laughs> I'm What's the purple guy? What's the purple guy from uh, Barney? Come on. No, no. No, <laughs> um, no the guy is like Sesame Street uh, or something. The hamburger? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, the hamburger. No. no, no, the hamburger is the hamburger. It's the other guy who works with him. They're they're Rufus? This is a really Rufus? big waste of our time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up while you guys talk. Yes, thank you. Um It's just gonna bother me all night. Yeah, Dan has to find <laughs> this right now. Hold on, now I gotta up. Google it. <laughs> It's something with a G. Something with a G. Griffiths. Uh, no. no. We can't Purple all look it up. This I'm is looking, you guys content, have to talk. Guys. Purple Muppet characters is what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can't do this. Dan's going to do this. I think we should probably play the first question, but Dan's got to listen yeah. to it. We're going to have to just move past this, I think. Um, should we jump into the first one? Yep. This first question is from Barnett Custom Woodworks. It's about woodworking. Hey guys, this is Adam Barnett from Barnett Custom Woodworks. You can find me on Instagram. I have a concern, and it's about flip-flops. Oh my gosh. Flip-flops are for the beach and the locker room only. What are you guys doing wearing flip-flops in the shop? Be civilized men. Come on. Protect your feet. Anyway, I do have a question. My question is, chisels. I have a decent set, didn't spend a lot, got them off Amazon. I've been using them for a while. They need to be sharpened. I've never sharpened chisels. What do you guys recommend as some good media, whether it be a YouTube video or a book, whatever, to 
teach me and guide me through sharpening my chisels for the first time because I have no idea what to do. Can't wait to hear your response. Uh, love you guys. Love following you guys on Instagram. Great content. Love the podcast. Can't wait to hear what you guys say. Take care. I'm going to throw this one over to Pete, or as he's known, Grimace. Oh, yes. Well, I was going to say that. Give it to it. And it's a McDonald's it character. It's not a Sesame Street character. It's a McDonald's character. Right. Yeah. It's, it's McDonald's. Right, right, right. Yeah. It doesn't Grimace. matter. Nick, he hung way, out Grimace. with a hamburger. Which, yeah, he hung out with fact, a hamburger who was- stole cheeseburgers. Yeah. Fun fact. Never even touched hamburgers. It was really a yep. bogus bogus accusation. Uh, Dan, I'm going to let you handle the flip-flop question because you're an expert. Uh, so as far as the uh, sharpening chisels, uh, I highly recommend checking out Paul Sellers' video, and I'm going to put it in the show notes because ironically, when I joked around the Al- – I didn't joke around about uh, – when it's I was talked serious. about the Aldi chisels that I have that are actually really good and they're hella cheap uh, – Someone sent me the video by Paul Sellers where he sharpens them with sandpaper and in stones, and he does a really freaking good job. So I'm going to link that video in the show notes. Make sure to check that out. It's about 20 minutes, has a ton of good info in there, uh, and he pretty much like five times through the video says, you don't have to spend a lot of money to have sharp chisels. Just sharpen them right and resharpen the ones you get out of the box because they're crap. So uh, that's that. That's all I got. Dan, what about you? I'm going to agree with what you said about Paul Sellers. I was going to say the same thing. And to comment on the flip-flop situation, um, first off, (laughs) how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I will wear whatever I want in my shop. It is my shop. If I want to work in a Speedo and flip-flops, I will. Nobody wants to see it, but I will do it. But I'll do it if I want to. If I was working, if I was working at a company, uh, you know, where I had bosses and such, you know, I would follow their rules. But you know, You're my shop, boss. my rules. Flip flops are allowed. Place of the boss. You're the boss. That's right. I'm the boss, yeah. and he says flip flops are cool. That's it. That's uh-huh. all I got, Mike. What you got? <clears throat> uh, my first thought was Paul Sellers as well, um, and then Good also. Katz Moses always also came to mind for that. I'm not even certain that he actually has a video, but I feel like that's the person I would, I would either Google Paul Sellers or Katz Moses for a sharpening <laughs> video. So I'm sure he has one. Um, and then in terms of flip flops, I've never had an issue. I'm not, I think that's always a kind of a cop out answer, but um, I'm going to wear flip flops in my shop. Sorry. Like it's just, I'm going to, um, if I'm working on table saw, my feet are underneath the table. If I'm working on my bench, my feet are underneath the table. And, you know, I'm not like carrying wood around all the time. I'm kind of working on it on my bench. So you do it however you want to do it. Um, but we're not letting you call in questions anymore. Pete? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, you no, are Mike's done. not wrong. Yeah, you're done. That's it. You're you are off. done. Need, you will never be heard from in this town again. Next week, we may play it. We'll see. But we'll yeah, we, we need questions next week. If you could call in, that'd be really helpful. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, to, while Mike was answering a question, I did look it up. And yeah, because uh, there is a video from Jonathan Katz Moses uh, on the scary sharp method. And oh, he yes, has a video, video on sharpening chisels in particular. Uh, so I included that in there. And that is also for in the chisel, show notes, my so chisel. Make sure to check that out. For shizzle, my chisel. His chisel. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yep. And uh, go check out Aldi Chisels. Yep. Damn. Hashtag not sponsored. Dan's indignant. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to this next one from Brad. 
Uh, his last name's it's Brad Giles Pie. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Brad from Ethan Creek Woodworks. Love the podcast. Thanks for the giveaway a few weeks ago. Huge help. Question about starting your woodworking company. When you guys are starting off, did you guys have one product you were selling, or did you guys start off with a catalog? Just wanted to hear your guys' answers. Thanks a lot. See ya. Short and sweet. Let's start with Daniel Gilligan Dunlap. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I just, I just wanted to make stuff, and I just started making things for my own house, and and just kind of grew from there. Like people are like, "Hey, you can make things. Can you make?" <laughs> This thing? And I was like, You can't yeah, even read. Can make, you can make things? I can make that thing. <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. I, I, I still don't. To this day, I still don't have a thing that I make or a catalog. I just, people reach out to me and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I mean, mosaics were your thing for a while. I'd say that would fall under your thing. Yeah, but it's not it's not my thing anymore. It's, yeah, you know, I, right. I, I kind of bounce around. That's why I say I don't have a Surveying thing. stakes. Oh, dude. Daniel was- <laughs> Dunlap surveying. Stakes. Survey says no. Takes no. Pete, <laughs> what do you um, what do you say? No, for me, I guess for me, yeah, I have a I, my catalog is Etsy. I've kind of leaned into Etsy because it's worked out for me. And uh, we've I think we talked about this last week, right, Mike? That like you said you you, know, you tried Etsy know. multiple times and like it just does, didn't work for you. But your website does really well, mm-hmm. you know, and it. Etsy's another like think of it this way it's another platform uh it, just like Instagram or YouTube or whatever and like you can grow in the metrics in there and get served more if you have more products or you do more customer interactions whatever but that's that's been my catalog the only catalog I really offer aside from that I just kind of I'll post pictures on Instagram and Facebook and people will hit me up like oh can I have that one I used to do more commissions, but to me personally, commissions just kind of put me under the gun and I treat my schedule very loosey goosey in a shop and I don't want to have to like, oh, like I have a day because I have a day job and I have orders to get out and I don't want to have to like still then live up to a a deadline of something. So I rather make products have a small stock and list that. So I don't really have a catalog, but people can usually find what I have off to offer either through Etsy or just my feed uh and yeah i do occasionally take commissions but what about you mike um i mean i have these bottle openers i make that sell pretty well they don't sell like i'm not like you know paying anyone's mortgage with it or putting any kids through college but they sell pretty decently they're not like they're just the only thing that's gained traction for me as like an item that just sells regularly um i'm hoping to get more of a catalog with the CNC. I mean, with the CNC, I'm going to lean super heavy into the SEO on Etsy and my website. I'm going to start working on that kind of stuff, actually paying for advertisement um, on things. So I haven't really like super aggressively gone after like moving those items. I kind of like just went through word of mouth. Um, <clears throat> so no, the answer is no, I don't. I mean, I have, I have my website and yeah, I mean, it just sells what it sells. I mean, I'll sell. It's been kind of slow. That is your catalog. That's I mean, it is a catalog, I guess. But I yeah. mean, it's there's. I mean, there's really. I mean, I, I feel like he's like, do we? You know, you got two moose. They got they got like thirty trays they're cr- cranking out a day. You know what I mean? You know, you got that guy over at Pichu's Workshop. He's got those uh, battery negative uh, cordless tools that he sells all the time. You know that guy. Uh, I think he's getting married one. next week. I got um, a box from Petri today. I didn't open. <laughs> Dude, oh, you know, it's your Wobie jig. <laughs> what? 
I want a Wobie jig. Um, oh, yours, no, so, yours is uh, getting packed up tomorrow morning. <laughs> that means it hasn't been cut, and uh, he hasn't <laughs> even loaded right the there. file up. Um, <laughs> just joking, Pete. I'm just joking. Um, tax on Pete. Yeah, tax on Pete. No, the um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like have an item that just sells a ton of anything. So, um, that's what I'm trying to. That's what the CNC I'm hoping to not just have one thing, but I want to have a bunch of things that like just sell really well, and I can crank them out at a really good margin and at a really uh, you know, good aggressive price. So, um, anyway, no, the answer is no, I don't. So, uh, that was a long way to say no. Uh, sorry about the time just I took say to say no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess we can just jump to the next one here, huh? Yeah, man. All right. This is yes, from please. Brian. Yes, please. This is from Brian Thibodeau. Thibodeau. From it's Tibedo. Tibedo. Yeah. Here it is. Here's his question. Hey, guys. Brian Thibodeau from TBD. I have a question about comfort. Do you wear shoes, boots, or do you have some sort of padding on your floor, or do you do both? I appreciate your input. Thanks, guys. Dan wants to take this one, it looks like, because he's wagging his finger. Brian, I'm glad you called in. <laughs> Super glad you called in. Um, you you might be uh, shocked to learn that I wear flip-flops in the shop. <laughs> and it's strictly for comfort and my happiness. And that's how I stay comfortable and happy. Thank you again for calling in, Brian. Pete? Um, before I say my answer, I just want to say something that's going to start a riot on Instagram. Oh, here we is, go. Um, it will not if do you, that. If you wear Crocs in a shop, you're not a woodworker. I said it. Okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start a fire. I'm going to lose a lot of followers. Uh, anyways. Upwards of four. I, a lot of followers. My go-to shoes. <laughs> hey, my go-to <laughs> shoes are my old like skate shoes that like I didn't even when I bought them I wasn't even skating anymore back when you were a skater boy yeah but she said <laughs> did see you, you say later, see you later boy okay. <laughs> but, but I, oh my I, goodness <laughs> you get me this is why we're friends you get me <laughs> but I actually have these like just like beat up skate shoes but they're so comfortable I can't I can't get myself to throw them out they look like trash but they're comfy aside from that is pretty much any shoes that are like just they are beat up, but they're still comfy from like I would use for like work or whatever. They they become shop shoes. But these one this one pair of skate shoes will not die. So I haven't thrown them out. Uh, and they're smell legitimately, these shoes are probably 10 years old and I wear them almost all the time. Does Emma um, make you keep them in the shop? Like, do you have to take them off before you come <laughs> inside the house? The <laughs> reason I've kept them this long is because there is no smell. They don't. because they, you're cheap. comfortable. They're just great. Um, and yeah, like, occasionally, if I'm like really lazy, I might go barefoot. But like, usually I'm not like. Whoa. Yeah. All right. I know Mike's, I'm going to have to. Big I'm, into that. Whoa. I'm going to argue hard for flops, but no shoes. Yeah. What well, are you, but homeless? I, I'm rarely, I'm Did rarely. Lose like, a bet? If I'm like cleaning up around the shop, I might just be like barefoot or whatever, because whatever. Uh, but that's very rare. Usually I'm rocking the shoes at least. I'm, I'm weird. I have to like have socks and shoes on. Just Pete in his total boat speedo, his leaf blower, <laughs> blowing out the shop. <laughs> Tomorrow like, I'm going to work in the shop. How do you know about only? my total boat speedo? <laughs> <laughs> I shoot all my video from waist up. Ugh, um, but yeah, and no, I don't have any like comfort mats, but I kind of wish I did. 
at least around my tables. I honestly, lately around my CNC, I wish I had like nice flooring or something to kind of make it easier. Do you actually, do you guys have that in your shop anywhere? No. I'll answer it during my well, session segment. Mike, uh, <laughs> what about you, Michael? Oh, I don't know, Piotar. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, I actually pretty much always flops in the summer, my California steel toes. And then in the <laughs> fall and the spring. Steel toe flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just California steel toes when you're wearing flip-flops. No, the um, sometimes in the f- spring I'll wear um, I'll wear like some Vans or something in the shop. But almost every other time of the year, I'm in my boots. So I really like wearing boots. Um, they're just nice. And it does get, you know, not Dan chilly in my shop. But sometimes it gets down to like the 50s in the shop, which I like working Ooh. in. But um, I like to have my boots on when I'm when I'm in there. You know, get my flannel on. Um, and as far as those mats, I have those mats at every single station in my shop. And it's made my life so much better. Because if I'm at, like, my assembly table for standing for any amount of time the next morning my back is killing me so i have those safety i bought like harbor freight like crazy cheapo ones i don't know it's like oh i was gonna say send me the affiliate link i'll put it in the show notes but harbor freight Uh, i'll send you affiliate (laughs) link anyway let me just find one um (laughs) can you get into harbor freight affiliates no no it's gonna be the amazon affiliate link harbor freight affiliate (laughs) (laughs) no um i want to get some nice like really thick ones at every station because they really do like if I'm in the shop for like five, six hours and I'm standing at one spot working on something, it's just literally night and day. The next day, my back doesn't hurt. So I can't say enough yeah, about those. I definitely Whoa. feel it. I, I think I need to invest in some. You should. I, didn't, I actually didn't realize that Harbor Freight sells them. I might have to check that out. Yeah, I think um, Bruce Ulrich just did a video where he cut some up to use them as backing for a little uh, fly fishing box. Nice. Ooh. So it was kind of nice. clever the way he used them. Um. Listen, we're about halfway through our voicemail. Should we do a quick giveaway? No, we got one more Patreon. Let's do the Patreon oh. ones first, and then we'll get oh, into there. So, heck yeah. Let's get to this final Patreon. This is from Troby's Tone. <laughs> this is from Toby's Woodjack. Such, such a troll. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking oh with him. Goodness. This is from Toby's uh, Woodjack. His name's Troy. He goes by Troy. Hey, guys. It is Troy from Toby's Woodjack on Instagram. Uh, I had to call and ask you guys a question whether or not, or I should say, where do you draw the line um, with materials as far as, okay, I'm going to go buy a bunch of eight-quarter and 16-quarter material and mill it down into what I need it for, or do you essentially pay the little bit of extra money, buy what you need already milled down, so that way you can kind of just not waste your shop time milling? Uh, I guess, so where do you guys kind of draw that line? Where does the financial burden, I guess, end for you to say, hey, it's not really worth my time to mill all this down when I can just buy it and slap it together in a much faster rate? Um, just curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Michael? Here's, here's my take. And my take is this. When I'm building something for my house and for me, I like to start with rough stock. Because for me, I like to know that I like to have started from the piece of wood as rough stock and work, mill it, get it all square, resaw it, get it down to everything. For my stuff, I like to do that. When I'm trying to sell something, it very much is in your favor to pay the penny or whatever more per board foot or 14 cents per board foot to have it to have it S3S. Because 
you're you don't have to spend that i really really enjoy milling product i really enjoy milling stock it's really enjoyable to me but if you can cut a day out of your build time of milling stock and pay like literally nothing for it and build it into the price and then just it's just so worth your time it makes no sense not to do that when i get my cnc i'm gonna buy everything that i can at s3s from from Macbeth. I mean, it's going to become, it's going to come to me. I'm just going to rip it down, glue it up and throw it on my CNC and let that thing cut. Cause that's going to make that thing as profitable as possible. Dan. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike uh, hit the nail on the head. It, it comes down to making things profitable. So I try to forego the milling process as much as possible. Although I did just get a, a very nice jointer that I'm super excited about. Um, even even though that I get a lot of things S3S, I get I get a lot of longer pieces that, that will still need flattened. They don't come perfectly flat from the mill. They do come right. S3S, but after I after I give them the initial cut down, they will still need milled a little bit. So I guess I guess the answer is yes and no. I, I like to I like to get stuff S3S for my lumberyard. But I still am going to mill it a little bit to make sure that it's within uh, my requirements for my tolerance. Builds. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, ditto or trito, whatever. Trito. I, I, <laughs> I mean, time is money. Time is money. That's that's the thing. And and usually, if you're looking at S S three S or S four S lumber at at your local yard, I don't know about you guys, but for me, most of it is an inch or down. It's. I don't think they really have a lot of S4S stuff that's like six quarter or, or thicker. You know, from at least in my yard, all of that stuff is like the one inch, which is three quarters or whatever. So, I mean, I used a lot around holidays when people wanted like the simple boards that were literally just like walnut, maple walnut or something, just like strips. I was just buying that, gluing them up, running them through the planer, and I was done. Uh, yep. When I made a couple of the uh, two years ago when I was making bottle openers too, uh, same thing. Just like I was just getting their strips, gluing them up, and that's it. They're all the same thickness. I ran them through the planer, and they were done. Time is money. But if I'm working on a piece of furniture for, like like Mike said, for myself especially, I I enjoy the milling process. But if I'm just trying to batch stuff out to sell, that's worth it to me. I mean, that's if I need to mill up a board of like a small board of walnut myself, it that's you know 30 minutes of work that I could be using to do something else. So yeah, totally agree. Cool. Well, that's it for the Patreon questions. I think we're going to throw it over to Dan for the uh, giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last week, week 12, Mm -hmm. uh, giveaway sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood. As we do every week. Thank you very much, Macbeth. Mm -hmm. We gave away Mm -hmm. a set of Bessie strap clamps. And that winner was... Uh, Broken Lead Woodworks, the nice. Mike, Mike Mike's mechanic nice. maker. Mike Mechanic Maker. So I've already reached out to him. I don't think he's responded yet, but hopefully he will soon. This week, ladies and gentlemen, week 13, sponsored by Macbeth, we are giving away a Craig Pocket Hole Jig 320. That's the little... Sweet. The little pocket hole jig that's got the two... Uh, Pocket the two hole. slot, the, the two, two slot, the yes. two slot. Yeah, words yeah. are hard. Ladies words are hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually the one that I use in my shop a lot, and it's great. Uh, I don't have the big foreman or whatever, but I use the the Craig three twenty quite a bit whenever I use pocket holes. 
and it's it's phenomenal. It's a forty dollar value. So nice. Yet another great giveaway item, you guys. For sure, for sure. And uh, we just we just talked about this, and I think this week's code phrase has to be Harbor Freight Affiliate Link. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. I mean, is that such a thing? Is that a thing? Does anybody yeah, have no, that? It is, yeah. Yeah, every time you uh, you send someone that way, they send you a flashlight or a little bit of <laughs> So there you go. We have so uh, many of them. This week's code phrase is Harbor Freight Affiliate Link. Uh, you need to send that code phrase to us on IG at Another Woodshop Podcast or send it to us in an email at Another Woodshop Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you once again to Macbeth for sponsoring these every week. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys so much. Back to the show. And real quick, you know, Macbeth does ship. Anywhere in the U.S. So, you know, if you wanted to support the show, again, they're a sponsor of the show. Support Macbeth. Go buy stuff from them because they are – they've been – we've been doing this giveaway for, what, 13 weeks now? This is week 13. Yeah, 13 weeks now, and they've been the sponsor. And, they and you know, Rusty and Macbeth jumped on board real early in the relationship there. So, uh, we really appreciate them. So, send them some love. Give them a follow. Buy some stuff. This next question, I was worried we had lost him. I'd called search and rescue. Um, I called my I called all his. I called my. I called my, <laughs> I both called my lawyers. I called my lawyers I called, before I called search and rescue. Thank I called. I called the mayor of his city. <laughs> um, we were all very concerned about Josh the dad. Which fun fact? He lives in Joshton. No, he does not. Just <laughs> go with it. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Mike was totally sold on that. Wait, I was. I was like, "What?" Joshton. <laughs> he he lives in just Josh east, the Dadville, just east of Dadsville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's in it's in County Dad. Um, Dad County. All right, this is Dad County, Florida. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. This is uh, listen. We gotta get to this. Stop making stupid jokes. This is Jay the D of the Big IG. You know him as Jay the D of the Big IG. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ears of all ages, you are not misunderstanding this. That's right. This is Josh the Dad of Josh the Dad 1 of the Big IG. I'm coming at you with a question apparently about woodworking this week. But I wanted to let you know that apparently uh, there is a writer in my contract that I'm to be notified of a recording change so that my question can get laid in for the week. Um, I'm, I forgive the guys of that. Don't worry about it. Or maybe I just didn't pay attention to Instagram very much and watch all the stories to warn me. Anyways, I am here. So all those well wishes that I had last week, I have not fallen off my stool. I haven't lost my phone and hasn't fallen in the toilet. I'm okay. And thank you for the messages. Now, on to my question for the week. Last week's question that I sent in was exactly like Tyler of MegShark19. I think I said that right. Um, He wrote one in, and it was my exact question. So I'm kind of glad mine didn't get played because, you know, it would have been weird. So here's my question for this week. Last week, uh, because of Pete, thanks, uh, I found a design by Ben over at Wobie Designs, the, uh, the Wobie Jig. Yeah. So I decided to buy it and build one myself, and it's great. It works awesome. I really like it. But here's the question. I'm just a hobbyist, so I uh, this whole selling stuff is new to me, and I'm not really worried about this. But this has always kind of picked at my brain. 
when you buy a design like the Wobie Jig, you know, do you have the right to sell it if you make it for other people? I, I'm not saying I'm going to. So, Ben, please don't don't harp on me. Don't yell at me. Please be my friend. Um, but I'm just kind of curious. How does this all work in this world of woodworking where you can buy a design? Do you, is it okay to sell them? Or should there be a fine print that says you can buy this design, make it yourself, but don't sell it? So I, I'm just kind of curious what, uh, you know, what you guys think. Have a good one. Pete, I mean, I think this is kind of a roundtable. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, we just kind of had this conversation a few weeks back. We um, literally talked about it, about this exact item. About uh, this I mean, exact item, we talked about item, other yeah. stuff too, but... Uh, so let me give you my interpretation of it. So, yeah. So I got the plans for the Wobie Jig. Um, then, you know, Dan and Mike both wanted some, so I cut some for them as well. Uh, I'm mainly using mine as a laptop stand for my CNC, and it is incredible. It's literally like s- such a space saver. Um, a lot of people have hit me up about wanting one. Let's let's be clear. We we bought that pl- those plans. We, yeah. With I mean, Dan hasn't been paid, but we bought the plans with the pay- with our with the podcast like podcast money. money. Yeah. It's our. It, it belongs, the actual thing belongs to technically Dan, but it belongs to the podcast. We Correct. bought it with yeah. podcast money. Dan's being reimbursed through funds. So there's also that gray area as well that we should probably introduce as well. So, I mean, so Pete doesn't own the plans. Dan doesn't own the plans. Well, t- technically Dan is right now until he's reimbursed. but we And I don't own the plans, plans, but we own the plans together. So we're me and Dan are reimbursing Pete for the shipping of these things, Yeah, you know. So I just want to be clear that Pete is not selling it to us. Right. Yeah. We supported the maker. Like Ben did a great job on the plans. We supported him. I got the plans. I modified them to like my liking, but they were basically good to go out of the box. They were really good. Uh, I love. There's no actual box though, just to make that clear. Some people might not understand that. Out of the uh, folder. It was (laughs) (laughs) Now my whole thing has been, because people have reached out like, oh, can I get one too? And I've been like, I'm not really making them to sell. I personally, I'm coming from like the 3D printing world and all this stuff, and we kind of discussed this in earlier episodes. If you don't know which one, listen to all of them. Uh, we've talked about, you know, we're like, it's, it's almost like into intellectual property without copyright. Like, how do you handle that? And, you know, Ben is selling them. He's selling them himself. They're really cool. They're made out of, uh, I forget if they're actually plywood or if they're skateboard deck. Um, lemonade. I think he has both op- options. Yeah, I think he has both op- both options. That's right, he does have both options, which is really freaking cool. The skateboard deck one's really cool. And I I kind of made it clear to people that like I wasn't going to be selling them. However, people literally have these like com- deep conversations with me of like, hey, like, well, listen, like you're you know you're putting in the time, you're putting in the material, like you should be able to sell them in some way. And I basically told. Two of my friends that are local here, I said, listen, I'll if you want to just pay for the material and my time, that's it. You have it. I'm not trying to make a profit on it. Because I find that the design is someone else's. But I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I've actually come full circle on this. So Ben is selling these, right? Mm-hmm. He's selling them. He unless there's I'd have to see the documentation that came with the purchase. But unless I checked, there is no stipulation. Right. So for me, I've come full circle. I think you sh- you you can sell them unless he's issued a specific license uh clarifying use case, which he has not based on what we've discussed. Um if I make a file 
and I sell the file, the person who buys it, in my opinion, and from my perspective, can do whatever they want with that file. They've already paid me for their rights to it. I think they can do whatever they want with it, in my opinion. So actually, a quick thing. When the literally the first story I made where I tagged him, I said, I got the plans. I'm excited to cut it up. This was a couple weeks ago. Ben's literally the, the message he sent me back, no context, nothing, just responding to my story saying like, oh, I'm going to cut a couple for Dan and, and Mike. He just said, and I quote, charge them. And this is from him. Like that's. Yeah, know, that so tells he, me that he's. Well, there you go. So. So here's like the thing. He, with, I mean, like he, he's got to know that people are going to buy these and then sell Well, them. I think like, this can all be put to bed with this specific item, but I think this is an – I mean, we, you just message him and yeah. say, are you cool with people charging with, for this? Which sounds like he is based on that anecdotally. Yeah. But this is more about like overall, how are these things? And I think they need to be yeah, clearly it's not addressed. Just been specifically. It's, it's right. It's overall. It's, it's overall like yeah. these things. We're just using this be, as I an think, example. Right. But, yeah. I think in this case, it's kind of put to bed, especially with Ben saying charge them a lot. Here's, I mean, here's the bottom line. Dan does not have the tool to make that item. Yep. Well, he, I, it's not just a CNC project. He, he, yes, it is. In the in the plans, he shows you how to make it with a oh manually a jigsaw, jigsaw yep. or a bandsaw. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, my yep. my point is, is you have to do it right. I mean, you're putting in that. That comes back to the other thing. Like, if I sell a set of plans, or if I buy plans from someone. Yep. It's the same thing, right? I can sell that thing that I'm making off their plans. I, I think, and here's the thing. I think the conversation feels different because it's a CNC plan. It's again, it's like the whole thing with the 3D printing where like, I'm just slapping a piece of wood in there and it's getting made. I'm not making it. But then again, I have the tool to make it that most people don't. So I'm selling a service and it's, it's, that's why it's so, it's so, it's such a weird gray area. I don't think it's a gray area at all. Out. I think it, as long as the license doesn't, I don't think it's a great. Personally, I think you should sell these. And when I when I get my CNC set up, I'm going to reach out to him and see if he's fine with me selling them to people because I'm going to sell them. Because I think if if you own if he sold that, unless he specifically in the agreement when you make that transaction, unless he specifically says this is for your personal use only, it's like when you buy a, a movie. You know, you can't, you can't, it says at the beginning of the movie, you know, this is for personal at home use only. You can't like, we can't, you can't buy a Blu-ray of Men in Black and then get a big theater in your backyard and then charge people to come watch the movie. You'll get the FBI kicking down your door. I have to cancel my wedding then. Hang on. Right. No, so there's specific licenses that are issued upon purchase. And if there isn't one issued, I don't think you're going to have a good time. I mean, you know, you shouldn't screw people over at all. If you don't clearly say... If you're not really clear about that you don't want people selling it, I don't think you can hold up in court that you – when someone sells yeah. your stuff – when you sell plans. Because who owns – what are you selling? I think if you sold the DXF file to someone, you'd be in a really sticky situation. Yes. But because you built the thing, you can sell it. He didn't yes. sell you the item. He sold you the way to build the item. Now, if you took that and, and you, you just st- took you exactly bought- what I was going to say. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. No, that's if you, fine. No, if you I'm, bought Woby plans, if you bought the Woby jig plans and then started distributing them to people for like 15 bucks and you paid 20, well, I don't know what the price was, 30 bucks? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Maybe. Let's say you bought, like buy them for 20 bucks. bucks. Now you have that file and you're selling it to people through a mm-hmm. Dropbox, links for, Dropbox link for 15 bucks and you sell a thousand of those. I think that 
you're going to be in a lot of legal trouble for, yes. and there's no question. But if you use those that DXF file to make stuff and sell those things, to me, there's no question you get to do that. That's the my other part of it is too. Yep. Like he may, he may not want to. He may have made a batch and not really want to do that again. I mean, do you really want to make like like Mike? What I if think you're justifying? I think you're you trying to, to justify make... something that is no gray area, though. I don't think there's oh, a gray no, 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 area. No, no, no. I like I. It's I don't. I said gray area, but I just meant it as like there's like different all these different opinions on that area. But, but I'm no, giving the correct like, one. So just hold on. Cool no, I think it's more of a moral thing. It's a moral thing. Like if you, it's you not know, moral. Obviously, we don't want, but we don't want to screw him over. So like you said, you would reach out to him. If I actually decided to go and start, I've actually these, talked I myself would... out of reaching out to him. I don't think after what I just said is if I was selling the DXF file, that would be a significant problem. That's but if wrong. I was reselling a file, yes. But the right. if, if I'm selling my services product, to cut it, you're doing that's the way work. less gray. Yeah, there's no gray about it to me. You're you right. did the work. I mean, if I got a if I Hold got down, plans <laughs> out of if I got plans out of woodworking magazine or whatever fine woodworking that's, that is a great and point I built well. something out of there and I sold that to someone. I'm well within my rights. There's no question about that. And you know what? That's, that's a perfect way to put it. That actually seals it. I know. Right? I mean, that's they, why I said that. Well, <laughs> you're not always right. <laughs> Just usually. <laughs> um, but th- th- I think... I had so to here, actually work. Here's what I couldn't is. figure it, out what about it felt wrong to me, and I just worked CNC it out during part. this conversation. Right as it, you guys no, hash this out, it's, I'm gonna go get another drink. Is, is that cool? No, that's fine. I'm gonna you never want. The thing that work, <laughs> the thing that I had to work out in my head was the 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 thing you cannot sell is the the file. You cannot sell the file. That's but the spot that there's no question again, you can't wrong. So but you can sell a product. But the file, if you got a, Dan, you can go, go get a, get a drink. That's He's fine. joking. It was a joke. <laughs> he doesn't even have pants on. Um, the, the D, but that's the thing that the DXF file is, that's the whole thing is a CNC related thing. Cause like, you're not getting a DXF file from, and by the way, anyone confused, DXF is basically a format you can put into fusion, CNC software, shaper origin, uh, whatever you want. Like you can cut out whatever patterns you want. Basically it's a pattern making f- file you can save. So uh, that's the part that makes it because it can be a repeatable thing with a machine that you have. That's the part that makes it kind of weird. But if it was just if you just it? sold plans that you maybe print out and like like we talked in the last the episode where same thing. But the one thing that like you said that so makes you it a think it's different. a gray area still. We need no, no, to no, stop. No, I don't, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think it's a gray area. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think the thing you're that arguing for even, it pretty hard. Hang on. <laughs> What I'm saying is the thing that made us question it, if it was a gray area, was the fact that it's a, it's a file that you can throw into a machine. That isn't what ma- – I actually could not figure out what I didn't – what I th- was questioning about it until I just worked it out and I accidentally cut Dan's point off. I didn't know what about it I felt was wrong until I just worked it out during this conversation. That's why we're having the roundtable. Selling the file is round the thing that's wrong. Well, selling the file to <laughs> me is a big no-no. Well, there's no question. You cannot yeah, sell a, that that's file. That's a no question. That's yeah. wrong. That belongs to Ben. That yeah. file belongs to Ben. But 100%. when he sells you the file, the thing you make belongs to you. And you get to do whatever you want with it. That is yeah. that is what I had to work out in my head. And actually now, I mean, I don't even think that you could – unless you specifically say – how do I want to get into this conversation? I'm working with it. a guy. I'm working with a <laughs> we're, guy. We're deep right now. in this conversation. Well, no, there's something I can't say. Some of the parts well, about what I'm about to say. There's he's some got his non-disclosure thing stuff. So I'm working with a guy who sells 
uh, paper item. templates, a PDF. He sells an item that you can get either on a PDF or you can buy. He has a, a vendor that cuts physical templates. He doesn't sell the DXF file. He does not sell the CNC file. He does not make that publicly available. He wants to limit that reach and only sell his templates that he's had made. Smart business move on his part. That is because I think he understands that if he sold that D- that file, he would now be opening up everyone to being his competition. Who has a CNC. So he actually gave me that file, but he specifically said in our transaction, it says you are only licensed for one-time use, one-time personal use on this file. I mean, he stated it very clearly. He knows what he's doing. Uh, clearly, this guy has been burned. Yeah. So, uh, the difference is, is as soon as as soon as you offer a digital file for a machine to manufacture that thing, you have now created your own competition, and you're kind of hoping that there isn't going to be a big enough market to shut down your stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, bottom line is if you offer that file and you sell that file, I think that no matter what the situation is, you have now given up that you don't own sole, you're not the sole owner of that ability to to produce that product because you've sold that product. Does that make sense? No, that's it. That's it. And what I was getting at, it's like, to me, just personally, it's more of a moral thing than anything. Like, I, I wasn't saying that it's like a gray area. It's just that the one thing that made it kind of confusing for me, uh, like emotionally, it was like, this is a file. Like, I know what how these files work. Because with this, with, if I was selling my 3D print files or just offering them for free, and I see people all the time, things that are offered on uh, Thingiverse, which is a resource site for 3D print files, and they list, and we talked about this again in a past episode where it says you can monetize on it, but some of them strictly say you're not allowed to make money on this. That's the creative commons. People are selling them on Etsy, all over Etsy. And Right, but that's you know, that's got legalese attached to it, so there's no gray area. Yeah, and I'll, it's, this isn't a conversation about gray area. This is more, for me, it has been a like a moral dilemma more than anything. I'm trying to like, work through that right with you, though. By, what, what is the, what's the moral dilemma? I don't understand I it because there has been no. Maker. We did. I want to, no, I, we did. Uh, I just feel weird about like taking away potential business from him. Um, but he didn't set it up that way, is my point. I understand. And I, that's I, not I your understand. problem. I mean, I, I mean, Dan's but you get what I'm coming from. Right? Yeah, I'm I want to. I like, want to speak up a little I'm trying bit. To be uh, yeah, I, I understand where Pete's coming from uh, with the moral issue. We we talk about it all the time. How this is a kind of a, a close a close community. Everybody's great. Yeah. And if I buy that file, I think it would just be the the common courtesy thing to do to reach out to Ben and go, "Hey, uh, yeah. do you mind if I if I sell these?" Now, legally, he can't do anything about it if if what we're saying is true, That's and it. you know we can't resell the file. That would be a lot of a lot of problem problems to be had. But we can resell the the pieces that we're making and spending our time and money on to make. But I agree with Pete. It's just you're not. It's a common legally thing. required to, to exactly. reach There's out no and go. Legal hey, so I think it's just a nice, classy move to go. But here's the thing. I'm for me. For me, it's – I don't even think it's that at all because if I make plans and I offer them for sale 
for whatever, let's say some random thing, uh, Drew Fisher's, my, my sled, my, my, my router sled, I had yeah. it on for a dollar or whatever. I offer that for, for, let's say it was a, we'll say it was a dollar or whatever. If I met, spent the time making that $1 set of plans and then Dan is selling them for a dollar that he bought from me and he sells a bunch of them because he's got a bigger social media reach than me or whatever the situation was, that is wrong. Yeah, but if we all agree if on that. Dan buys my $1 router sled plans and starts making them selling to people for 20 bucks or whatever, there's in my mind I'm like, I don't know why you want to do that, but go ahead, sell as much as those as you want that you physically made. That's just, I think it's a jig, so there well, isn't yeah, like a humongous market. Yeah. There isn't a humongous market for it. I I just yeah. don't think there's any moral dilemma in there at all, no, is what I'm saying. I it's a common courthesy thing. It's just a common courtesy thing. I don't think so. Because Ben didn't specify that. Well, that's that's, you that's, do that's, that's what I'm saying. Morally, where I am, you know, I would. Like, I you're, would personally. You're very much a business guy. I'm like, I'm thinking of Ben. Like Ben's coming to my wedding. Like I want to make sure he's happy. He's a friend of mine. I'm kidding. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, like a window I, just started talking. It, I could see through that from a mile away. <laughs> this, like, to me, for me, it's just a moral thing. It's like, you know what? This is another guy. Like he works hard on his stuff. I don't want to undercut his prices. Um, like that's 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 all it is to me. That's the yeah, the gray area is just my moral dilemma and how I feel about it. It there legally legally I am fully covered to sell this thing left and right for whatever price I want. So right. that's that's the dilemma. For but me. what what uh, we won't we don't need to keep talking about it. I just don't <laughs> understand how anyone could get their feelings hurt in that situation. I don't because understand. Would you get your people. feelings hurt? What if I what if I start selling you know fifty of these a week and then I really feel like a jerk. Like that no, God, that's capital. I'm. I mean, I, I just don't I, understand. I don't know how you're gonna feel like a jerk for being successful, just because you use some plans that you bought from someone else and he isn't marketing them the right way, and you are. I mean, that's not really your. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't marketing them right. I'm just saying in this hypothetical situation where Pete's selling fifteen to twenty a week. I don't know why you'd feel bad. Like if he's selling ten to fifteen you know a week, you're and selling I'm, fifteen I'm, to twenty a week. That just sounds to me like to you're killing it. I don't know it. how many of these I'm going to sell, but I will reach out to him. Like, hey, how do you feel about this? Because we and I'll tell him. Yeah, I would like to know. I would like to know his feelings. But man, I just can't imagine being a guy who made a DXF file, sold the DXF file, and was like, "What? You're making those and selling?" I just can't even imagine oh, look, anyone being I get in that, that. situation. I, like, I 100 percent get what you're coming from. For me, like. Like me and Dan are saying, like for us, it's just kind of like a, we're just trying to do right by another guy. Like yep. we're just trying to do right by him. That's but all. You it bought is. it. Like, do you have to do yeah. that every time you buy something? You gotta be like, call, go to the dealership and be like, hey man, I'm gonna drive this down to the de- gas no, station. No, because the dealership is that cool? Isn't I bought one this little guy you? working out of his garage. Nope, not even or garage. a shipping container. A shipping container. Yep. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but just you know, I don't know what to do. I just I, 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 I want to support the community. And you know what? That would be this, me reaching out to. A guy who Listen, made a file. If we all agreed on this, this would not make for a good question. So, Josh, jo- first of all, Josh, good question. Like, we we just have different opinions on it. We're all agreeing on the lo- like the logical things of it. Uh, I think there's an impo- emotional component or a, a community component to it that we're having, or at least I'm having issues with. And I guess Dan agrees to some point. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm, I am going to reach out to Ben. I'll see what he says. And uh, you guys should, whoever's listening, you should check out his plans. Um, I think it's Wobi Design. No Make sure you put those com. in the show notes. Link it's Wobi yeah, Design. In the show notes. Wobi Design. Thank you. It's a great, great domain. That was uh, forward mm-hmm. thinking right there. 
Um, um, let's cool. go to this next question. Let's jump to the next one. Uh, this is our last question. It's from Wayne. I don't recall what his is about, but I bet. It's, it's about woodworking. It's about woodworking. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Wayne. Uh, never called a podcast or anything like that, but I just started listening and really been enjoying it. Appreciate the skills and knowledge and uh, enjoy the sense of humor as well. Hope this isn't too much of a noob question, but uh, just starting out and had a question about router tables. I was thinking about building my own router table. Yes. And I've got a halfway decent router and a quarter cable, like the 690, uh, with the plunge router base. And I was thinking about uh, using that to mount on the underside. And I was curious if you had any opinions on whether or not to use just the standard base that came with it uh, or using the plunge router base to mount to the underside and use that for the depth. Uh, settings. Beyond that, I'd eventually like to get to a uh, plunge base, but uh, not plunge base, but the uh, the router lift. And I was really shocked to find out that those are almost double the cost of the routers. Um, but eventually, I uh, would like to go to that and wondered if you had an opinion on a good one to start out with. Looks like the Jessam is a uh, the, probably the cheapest alternative, but there's a couple good ones out there too uh, that I'd eventually like to move up to. So, Anyway, if you had any comments on either one of those two topics, love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Pete? Well, very topical because uh, I was 10 minutes late to recording the podcast because I had just finished uh, installing my router plate in my new router table. And by new router table, I mean it's the side wing of my Powermatic. I finally just broke down, put some tape on it, marked it out, and just took a router to it, or jigsaw and router. Uh, so I cut a, a track for a T-track that I had, and I cut out the plate. Now, the plate I'm using is literally a straight, basic Craig plate that I've had for, shoot, like five years at this point. Uh, I had it in literally a piece of plywood first. Then I built it into a like full standalone router table, and then that router table migrated its way under my Powermatic, but I never actually cut the top. So I've been without a router table for about almost a year now, and I'm happy to finally have it back. Um, yes, Jessam is where it's at with the router lift. Uh, I highly recommend them. I've used them in, like, I think they have two or three different models. Mike, I think you might know a little better. Yeah, they have a couple models of them. They have, like, the basic. There's, there's at least three. I think there's a, yep. there's the route. There's the router lift, and then there's the master lift, and then there's the uh, master lift two, if I recall yeah. straight. I oh, okay. Yeah, so we have a couple options. Uh, I think Rockler has, like, their own version of it. Rockler um, has one. Yeah. I think – does Jessam also have the mini, the small router lift? I've never I know seen Rock, one. Rockler makes a mini – like a what, like a palm router lift, which is weird, but I guess they make them. It's a lift, um, not just a mount? It's a lift. Yeah, it's an actual lift. Because I almost bought it once and then I realized it was for a small router. Because I was like, oh, this is gotcha. a great deal. It's like, oh, because it's the wrong size. Um, <laughs> then I believe... Learning I think, center for ants. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so laughs> um, great movie. Now, I think Craig actually does make a lift as well. Pretty um, sure. Yeah, they make a yeah, lift. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they make a lift. But like, you know, like here's what I'm running. I have a regular plate. And I have a, um, and we, and I have a, uh, it's like a, what is it? Uh, literally right in front of me, a Porter cable, 1001 router, which is like kind of the standard. It's like $99. It's, 
it's a great just basic workhorse. It's a stationary base. It's not a plunge base. And that thing's basically just attached. So if I want to raise it or plate. lower it, it's a well the It's a uh, router plate. It, it's a router plate, yeah. But it's not the base. And it uses the lift from the it uses the lift from the from the actual router to move up and down, right? Yes, but it's you have not to reach plunge. underneath to raise it up and down. Yes, I have to reach underneath, unlock it, twist it to like raise it to the yeah. whatever height, mm-hmm. and that's what I use. And you know, for the couple times that I used that router table, or when I had the router table, it was fine. It's a pain in the butt. I highly recommend a lift, but it's okay to have something even something as basic as that. I wouldn't recommend a plow uh, a plunge base as the bottom because I think they have a little more play. And I mean, you yeah. I guess you can, but it's a waste of a plunge base. Uh, Mike, you've been, built a couple of tables and maybe made some videos on it. What do you What do you say? Um, so I had a plate. I built my table. Um, I really think you should build your table just for the build. It's a good build, and you'll if you're you said it sounded like you were newer to woodworking based on the way you worded your question, which you said hopefully it's not a noob question. Um, I recommend you build your router table just because it's a fun build. It's a good shop build. And there's a lot of basics in there that are really help you out to, um, I really enjoyed making my router table. So I'm kind of projecting right now. I just think every, it, those, that's a project that you can learn how to make a table, make a top, make a base. It's really cool. Um, and you can mess it up a little bit because it's a piece of shop furniture. Um, the top I made out of melamine and I used a router plate, much like Pete is talking about. It's some brand I got off of, uh, Amazon. I don't know what the brand was, but it was a pain in the neck after very short. I think I used it for a year where I have to reach under there and release the lever and then slowly raise the thing up um, to get it to the height I wanted. And it was never, there was a ability. It was actually built into my router. It had, my router actually had a base plate or a base that would allowed me to come from the top and, and adjust it up and down a little bit, but it was still crap. So I got the nicest Jessam one. Um, that's not necessary. Um, you know, any of these router lifts are going to be a better experience than a router plate. They're more expensive because they help so much. Like they do cost. It is shocking. You're like, he's right. hundred percent. You're like, Whoa, this thing costs more than a really nice router, you know, but the router is more of a motor at that point. It's not, once you put it underneath your table, you're not really, utilizing the plunge you're not utilizing any of the other stuff you're just utilizing the motor and it's spinning a bit once you put it on a lift your util that lift has super accurate um adjustability up and down and that's what you're really paying for and if you go on the lower side of the spectrum you're not going to have one that's nearly as accurate or as smooth as one that's on the higher end of the spectrum you're just paying what you, you're just getting what you pay for so figure out what you need, what you're building. If you're slamming out chamfers on cutting boards, you probably don't need a crazy, <coughs> a crazy accurate one for dados on a piece. You know what I mean? You, you can get a lower end one and you're going to be just super happy with it. Um, so just kind of, fa- oh, if you're doing like lock miters, lock miter joints need to be crazy dialed in when you're doing a lock miter, when you're using one of those lock miter bits. Um, that is something that you really need supreme accuracy on so um long story short build your router table if you can make it happen get a lift if you can't make it happen get a plate for now and save up for a lift yep dan dan uh i agree with mike and pete i actually don't own a router table at all so i don't know how much i can add to this i should have mentioned yeah 
Good. Um, but I will say that uh, I agree with Mike in that it did sound like you are a new woodworker, so building your own router table would would be great practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a yep. lot of uh, techniques in there that you can use to to work on your on your your skill set, and you know it's shop furniture. So if you mess it up, hey, it's shop furniture. Who cares? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, build your own router table. I will say that a few months back, I did. Because of my shop layout, I mean, I would rather have a router table or a shaper in my shop. But because of my shop size, it made more sense to move my router lift to the wing of my table saw. And that's been like a godsend in my shop. But I wish I could have a router table because it's just more... It's just more accessible. I don't know. That's it's it's that station for that tool. That's what it's for. I'm not taking up extra real estate on my table saw. If that makes sense. So. One of these days, and I'm gonna I'm, put a I'm gonna put a router lift in the wing of my table saw. One of these days, you'll love and it. honestly, you could just throw the connect <coughs> the router directly to like a piece of plywood and and you know clamp it down to a table. Yeah, just I've having a those. router with a collet yeah. on it, like a bit on it, like just do a round over or whatever. It's a godsend. It's so great. Yeah, if you're gonna do something like that, I would probably double up three quarter inch ply yeah uh glue it together like laminate it together just so you have like a really flat surface i did melamine and that was good um but yeah there's a lot of options out there i did a video on my youtube channel on a uh not the router table build but the tabletop when i replaced out my plate with my jessam lift um i have I like a video it on that's one of my too. it's one of my first videos it's really terrible i think um jay bates has a really good video on a on a cool no yeah send traffic there cool thanks bro <laughs> Just trying to help out the small makers. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I just don't want to do wrong by these makers. Go over to Jay Bates' video. It's really good. <laughs> Weird. Doing I don't, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> it's a real moral dilemma. I don't want to do wrong by the oh, makers. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Um, but that's it for questions. Those were those are good questions. The uh, Josh's dad's question brought out a lot of opinions. Yeah, I'm actually going to cancel uh, my emotion. California trip now. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> man, I, I'm Can't still going so I can so... I can shake Mike and go. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, Stop waving all, your I... dongle around. Oh God, your dongle. <laughs> keep keep it right. in your. Pete, why don't you do the outro this time? Fine. I will. (laughs) Uh, Well, I want to do a huge shout out to Total Boat for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, They're great. Make sure to check them out. They're very supportive of the the community. And of course, like I said earlier, they're great on the the amount of resources that they're providing to everyone. I think that's something – I don't know if we talked about it in a pre-show last week, but – one of the reasons why they're keeping everything so so tight to the belt with the way they're distributing everything because they want to control the customer experience. That's very important to them. So uh, just like they want to support you, make sure you support them. And if you want to support the show, make sure to check us out on Patreon. Uh, just search uh, go or go to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. And we are at, I checked, 79 subs, guys. Come on. I know there's more of you listening. Make sure to sub on you for YouTube. Oh, oh you're talking, we about talking about Patreon, Subway. Well, I moved to the next thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, wait. It's like 70, so whatever. Uh, so, but yeah, 79 subs on YouTube. We got to get to 100 subs so that we can get that custom domain so I can go check us out on youtube.com slash 
you know, no, the Bookshop podcast. I can't do that right now. It's like QYZ7, whatever. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> That's so the check Rick us roll. out there like, every Wednesday or actually every Tuesday at midnight. So Wednesday in the morning, we drop the video of the podcast. Uh, however, if you want to see it early, check it out on Patreon. You can sign up there. And um, what else we got? Oh, make sure to check us, us out on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, if you must. TikTok gets um, announced first. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is How far we've fallen. How far God. we've risen. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. But also, hey guys, share the podcast. It really share does the help pod. the show a lot. I mean, we're seeing such tell awesome your friends, tell your enemies, get it in your stories. Don't do a post on it. That's really nice. Don't do a post. No, I'm just kidding. Do a post on it. Uh, but do stories. You know, get helping getting the word out there is huge for the show. I don't know that you guys understand. We we see noticeable gains when we see a bunch like, of shares during spikes. the week. So we do. Really appreciate um, it. It's really, and really awesome. We you know, if you really it. like the show, leave a review. It helps us out, yep. too. Yep. And uh, send us your voicemails or topics to another Woodshop podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Dan's got something to add. We are asking a lot of these people. Have you guys realized? Yeah, that? I mean, it's the call to action right now. This is what we do right now. <laughs> oh, that's it's right. That's it. <laughs> okay. My bad. Go okay, on. maybe we should stop asking for things. We'll just say this. Could you, you just guys send me five bucks? Could you guys do that? <laughs> DM me and I'll give you uh, my address. And Fiverr. I might send you a sticker. He's not going to do it. <laughs> All right, let's call this thing. Huh? <laughs> let's wrap it up. We we're uh, we're an hour we're an hour and twenty five in. Mm, I didn't fine. like it that so, much. So we're a little short. All right. so we're a little short. That's fine. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great and week. Love you long time. Have a great you week. Bye. Bye. Love you long time. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store?